Step right up, ladies and gentlemen and genders of all ranges, and welcome to the Art Pit. Conducted by the Jeremys, a pair of purveyors of fine art and oddities via the best damn dark gallery this side of Long Beach, the Dark Art Emporium. Listen in wonder as we jibber-jabber about all things art, music, movies, and whatever other jive we decide to mosh together. Faint of heart, beware, and welcome to the Art Pit. For those of you who have not tuned in before, um, this is the Art Pits, and we are broadcasting from deep in the bowels of the Dark Art Emporium, uh, which is a speakeasy art gallery through the Fourth Horseman uh, Bar and Pizzeria in Long Beach, California. I am Jeremy Cross, and my counterpart in crime. My name is Jeremy Schott. And our guest today is uh, artist and general badass. Kat Philbin. Howdy. So thank you for being here, Kat. Thank you so much for having me. It's fun to get out of the house. It's nice to drink beers with people, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're social distance, by the way. She's, she's so far away. At least six feet. <laughs> yeah. I can barely see her. <laughs> um, Kat has a show opening up here this weekend, and it's called 13 Foxes. And the end of the world. Mm-hmm. What an ominous and intriguing title. <laughs> so yeah. why? 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 Why thirteen? Twelve foxes and a really bad day. Yeah, no. I no? mean, you gotta go with the full ominous number if it's the end of the world. Fair. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the foxes just sort of came in towards the end. Of the, the planning phase, at least. I don't know. When did you ask me to do the show? It's been it was, a uh, little while. Last Monster Palooza last year. Shit. I was going to say, it's been over a year. Yeah. yeah for sure. A year. So, long ways in the works. Yeah, it was, no it pressure. Was mon- it was Monster Palooza. Yeah, I remember. Like, I ran up to your booth and I was like, hey, solo yeah. show next year? Yeah. All right, cool. And I was a little bit busy that day, I guess, so... Was out of my mind for like, a while. Fuck you, Jeremy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got things to do. Like, guess yeah. if I have to. Like, you're here. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you no to your face. Um, well, I'm, I'm certainly stoked to have your show here. Uh, you've not done a solo show with us before, but we mm-hmm. are extremely familiar with you and your work. I'm a big, big fan. This, I've been, I've, I've been watching your work for at least, uh, we were talking earlier, it's got to be like 10 years, right? Maybe, maybe eight? Um, I think, like, let's see. I first started showing at Hyena in like 2009, and that was just dropping off a few pieces. I think my first actual show there was maybe 2010, so probably a decade. Yeah. Um, yeah. So was that a solo show in 2010? Um, no, that was like a two-man show with my brother. We did sibling rivalry. Oh, I totally remember that. Yeah. So um, we like yeah. each did our own half of the gallery, and then we did one big collaborative piece that was like this tentacled monster. Mine was like half unicorn. and Yeah. <laughs> Your styles couldn't be more different, <laughs> which is what makes that really great um her, her brother by the way is a gentleman that goes by the moniker big tasty um and he owns the fuck out of that because like 
he is, I don't know what that means, but it feels right. It is who he is. It's totally who he is. Like, I won't even say his real name because it doesn't seem right. I've <laughs> never called him by his real name. I've known it forever. Uh -huh. Won't ever say it. Yeah, it's almost weird that I do, but I mean, of course, I've known him for a while. You've known him for longer than he's been going by Big Tasty. <laughs> but like, yeah. even in my phone, like, I have him as Big Tasty. Um, I, yeah. I remember going to see him at Moza mm -hmm. uh, many, many years ago, and I used to love to go visit him there. And hearing people call him by his real name freaked me out. It really bothered me. <laughs> and I was like, how, how do you allow that? What are you doing? And I was like, well, it's, it's a job, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's I kind like of have to. <laughs> two different worlds. It's the restaurant world and it's the art world. And, you know, mm. nice restaurant. True. Yeah. So, you know, nobody wants their bartender to be like, yo, big tasty. Uh -huh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> well, do. you do, so but in me. a different environment, yeah. probably. Yeah. At a dive bar. Right. Yeah, they, actually, they had really good pizza. You would have loved that place. They, I, I guess they're still around. Yeah. I, I just don't know why I would go there now that he's not there anymore. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's really good pizza, though. Yeah. So, oh. Good, good drinks, good pizza. Mm -hmm. So, 2010, Hyena. That's where we first see Cats. Well, it wasn't my first first show, but that was my first show at Hyena and probably where I first met you. Right. Yeah. So what was before? Um, where were you? What were you doing? I was living in Missouri, but like my first solo show was at a bar on Sunset that my brother set up for me, kind of. with. Was that the bar? I don't remember. It might have been. Was it red and black? It was red and black. It was near Jumbo's. The bar. The bar. Okay, cool. That helps me a lot. Yes. <laughs> I, I also had shows there. Yeah. With Spine Stealer. Aw. Um, and it was a really cool dive bar. Uh-huh. It was pretty. It was really neat. It was weird that they allowed us to do that kind of thing there. Yeah. So that was, that was your first L.A. show? It was, okay. yeah. It was set up by um, Hannah B., who is like Elijah Wood's sister, mm -hmm. I guess. And she was super sweet and nice. And I was like, oh, I, I can show my art. Because that was my first like show ever. Ever? Yeah. I had started like an Etsy shop over the summer. And then, like, yeah, it went from there. So nothing in Missouri? Uh, after that. Like, after I showed out here, then I got a little bit more confidence and started showing. There were a couple galleries in Springfield that I... So before approached. you officially moved. Yeah. yeah. Where, what, what was that scene like there? What was Springfield? Um, let's see. I showed with one gallery that just, like, they went under a few years ago called Good Girl Art, and they were really fun and quirky, and it was, like, half boutique and half gallery. And then I also did, like, First Friday Art Walks with, um, it was, like, kind of a churchy community group that also had a gallery. That sounds awesome. And they were super nice and they let pretty much anything go. So like it'd oh, be a lot of, I didn't expect you know, that. Yeah, no, it would be a lot of random landscapes and then I'd be there with my stupid animals. And oh, that's oh. great. <laughs> when you said churchy, I expected the worst. So I, yeah, I did too at first, yeah. but everybody was really nice and yeah, I don't know. It wasn't like the people who were showing there had to be churchy. They were just doing their own thing gotcha. at the same time. Yeah. It was more just a community center that happened to be affiliated with a church. Yeah. It wasn't really. And I don't even remember the details heavy. of that yeah. because I didn't get into it, didn't have to. Right. Oh. So are you from Springfield? 
Um, ish. I don't know. My parents were Ish. both in the Air Force, so they ended up settling down in Missouri when I was like 10, 11, um, in the middle of fucking nowhere. And then I went to college in Springfield, Missouri. Did you study art in college? I studied fashion design. Oh, so that's art. Yeah. Not something I use anymore, but I enjoyed it. But that was, that was the passion early on? fashion yeah I liked making my own stuff and then I kind of wanted to get into costuming a little bit and I did immediately after college for like a magician in Branson and then he disappeared without like paying me (laughs) (laughs) he just skipped town and yep you were so excited to say that weren't you I know Oh man! So, was the disappearance of the magician like one of the reasons why you yeah, stopped you, liking it? Like, what what happened? I well, I don't know. I didn't want to get like maybe it was because it was like kind of a dream job. I was gonna get to make hats for miniature horses, and I was sewing like Christmas themed thongs for some sort of show. That sounds amazing, and it was amazing. And then like the next interview I had after getting over like the depression of losing my first job out of of college like it was just taking the dry cleaning of the costumes and getting it done and just like "Eh, I don't want to do that just being a gopher for costumes yeah instead of doing yeah and I mean so then I went and got a shitty retail job which wasn't better but like it let me work on art stuff yeah so were you always drawing the kind of stuff that you do now or was it more fashion oriented before was you were you always doing this on the side um there was like yeah more fashion oriented stuff going on in my sketchbook but it was always its own separate thing like I feel like I kind of have a lot of styles now like I do whatever I feel like so it was maybe the same thing just more like clothing drawn in there Mm. <laughs> More clothing. Yeah, there's not a lot of clothing in your pieces Mm-mm. now. Yeah, there's, most there's of There's a significant absence of clothing, actually, with most of your pieces now that I think about it. Yeah, most of the time if I draw, like, a character wearing clothes, it's like a simple shift dress. It's just not, I don't want it to take attention away from the rest of the piece. And, there's, mm. and most of the time it's anthropomorphic. Uh, animals and yeah, things. So that they, too. Yeah, they're not they're, they're not rock and garb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, wow. well, it's interesting. I, I did not know that, and then I find that very interesting. I find that you you came from a fashion background. So you had a shitty retail job back in Missouri. What was the what was the thing that kept you there? Um, before you finally jumped out here. Uh, I was in a shitty relationship. It, oh, yeah, that was yeah. what happened. Yeah, so um, that lasted longer than it should have. And then as soon as I got out of it, I moved back in with my parents. It was, like, September, and then by February, I was out here. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I, like, made all my plans and got it done. I lived on my brother's couch for three months and got established. And I imagine yeah. that meant sleeping with dogs. It was great. They're good dogs. Yeah, they're good dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so Andy, Andy Ruman. Yeah. Um, so you've been here now for a decade or so, or about a decade, just shy of a decade. Like seven years. Yeah, seven years. Yeah. And I'm bad at counting, so if that's not correct, I apologize. It's not a decade. 
So not. we're there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the beer's happening. Um, do you miss it out there at all? Are your parents still there? Yeah, they still live um, in Niangua, which is where they live in the middle of nowhere. It's like 45 minutes away from Springfield. and Yeah, they live there. I miss like the woods in the middle of nowhere, especially now with all the COVID stuff. I just want to like run away and be in some trees, not worry about it. There's a lot of trees and forests in your work. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense (laughs) that you miss those. Did you spend a lot of time out in the woods out there? Um, ish. Yeah. I mean, I kind of regret that I didn't do more. I was like a prissy teenager for a lot of it. And was like, I don't want to get bugs on me, but yeah, but yeah, no, I like just going outside and being able to be in nature. Um, I'd imagine that with the proximity, that was probably a big part of a lot of kids' lives growing up there, just being in the woods and doing things in Yeah, that. and, like, I don't know. There are a lot of, like, hunting folk and just, like, country kids riding our, what, four-wheelers? What are the little? ATVs. ATVs. Yeah. <laughs> I grew I up obviously doing did those not too. do that. Yeah, yeah I didn't. I don't know. So I was kind of a loner and weirdo. Just went out, sat along the trees. Drew dresses. Drew dresses. Yeah. Yeah. I could, um, like, my bedroom, I could didn't have any screens or anything. I could just go sit on my roof and, like, look at the stars and do that sort of thing. I never snuck out to go to parties. I just snuck out to, like, look at the stars. sit outside and look at the stars. That's do weird, awesome. like, rituals. What? Yeah. No, we're not leaving that alone. <laughs> Are you a witch, cat? Yeah, kind of. I don't tell know. Tell me, tell me about your rituals. I didn't do anything interesting, but like. But what were they about? Was it you know I want this I guy to fucking... like me? I want this girl to die? No. I want my cat to come back from the <laughs> dead and kill my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, what, what I was. What were you up to there? It was very peaceful, like and. Yeah, I didn't want to hurt anybody and definitely didn't want anybody like from Niangua, Missouri to like me. So it was probably more like go away sort of spells. No, I don't know. Like magic and give me money. and Was it uh, was the magic something that you kind of made up as you went along or were you a student of it? A little bit of both. Yeah. Like it was I had. We could go to Barnes and Noble every once in a while when we drove to town, and I'd get like the terrible Wicca books that, like, looking back on those, it's like, ee. I was they, totally into that stuff as yeah. a teenager too, <laughs> and it was it was a lot of that, like, you make up what you can't find uh-huh. from the books that you get at Walden Books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we didn't have a Walden. I think we had a Borders for a while. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember a lot of that. It's like, well, you know. I can kind of see how this ritual was supposed to go. It seems dumb, so I'm going to make it my own this way. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, whether it works or not is irrelevant. It's the <laughs> practice of it that was important. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like meditation or, or just, just time examining yourself uh, yeah. is the way I looked at it. I don't think I looked at it as much that way when I was a kid, but now it's more of that. Oh, um, no, I definitely yeah. didn't look at it that way when I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> no, in retrospect. like, you seem very advanced. No, at the time, I was just trying to make spells happen and talk yeah. to Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, there was nothing advanced about it. 
Um, so, uh, let's see. I need, I need more beer before we, I think of my next I'm thought. about there, too. Let's, let's, let's cheers to uh, next thoughts. We went one way, and then we went. We were coming this way, and then we went that way. Well, I got really curious about the woods because oh, yeah. I, I love the, uh, I love the imagery in your pieces. Like it's often in the woods. Yeah. Like most often in a, a wooded environment, and it's really beautiful. So uh, there's a reverence there. For sure. But also, uh, there's a macabre sense of the spooky with it. Yeah, most of the time my woods are like, you know, like either winter trees or dead trees. It's a lot of bare branches, not a whole lot of foliage going on. I don't fully, I haven't fully examined that. It might just be the mood I want to make, but yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what that says about me yet. We'll, work, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, examining what your art says about you is a whole thing. Like, nobody ever gets it right, right? Yeah. <laughs> but every once in a while it dawns on you that you've painted something that's extremely personal that nobody else will understand. And you're kind of aghast at yourself for doing it. I, you try to make it like obscure enough that like they don't see how personal it is, I guess. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think anybody, most people won't understand. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe those closest to you, but at the very most. but. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. And if it gets too close, then you just like change the name so it doesn't seem as personal. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, so let's, let's, let's talk more about your symbolism since we're talking about the forest and the trees. Um, let's, let's switch to talking specifically about this show. Okay. So <clears throat> having, having looked over the work and honestly, there's pieces I haven't seen yet. Because I haven't looked at the latest email you sent earlier today. <laughs> I've been very behind. It's, it's, it's a treasure trove waiting for me to, uh, to unbox it. But um, everything that I have seen, um, if you're not familiar with Kat's work, uh, she's a pen and ink artist. It's very stark black and white uh, illustrative works. Um, often with anthropomorphic animals uh, and foliage, um, lots of moons. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that most of your pieces take place at night. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this, this show is 13 Foxes in the End of the World. And we talked, you said the foxes came in kind of late. And we got a little sidetracked. We were, we were, yes. Um, so tell me about the foxes and how do they lead us to the end of the world? Foxes for me are, I don't know if they're not an everyman, but like they're both, you know, obviously predators, but then fox hunts are a big thing. So they're prey and like in a lot of lore, they're trickster gods. So they're just a Swiss army knife that I can use. And like they go in that a lot of sense. places. Um, and a lot of the show is like a little zine book thing that I did uh, about foxes, like they are doing various actions, which I know sounds stupid, I guess. I don't know, but... Um, no, that's not <laughs> They're stupid animals. They are stupid animals. That's the whole thing. Um, By the way, just so it doesn't sound like he's being a dick, <laughs> <laughs> that is her at on Instagram is stupid animals, so... Yeah, and I mean, that came about through self-deprecation anyway, yeah. so... Um, yeah, no, it goes from very mundane actions that are just hunting a chicken to the surreal, weird 
things that the foxes can do. So almost storybook-like, which I guess is often an influence. And that's what I was going for with those guys. I, love, I really like the fox as a Swiss army knife for storytelling. Yeah. That's um, really awesome because there is there are, there are so many facets to that particular character, that figure, um, and it's been used in so many different ways. And like even with my own art, like I've done pieces with foxes that were like actively like representing something terrible and negative in my life, but for the most part, I don't know, they just exist. They're a, a part of everything. Um, I'm floundering now. I don't know what else to no, go with. Totally <laughs> fine. Um, well, I mean, they're, 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 they're a part of nature. And so, you know, like you said, both prey and predator. And uh, I like the trickster god aspect of mm -hmm. it, too. And they're cute as hell. And they are cute yeah, they're as cute. hell. And they can be, like, creepy or, like, sneaky. or. Hmm? We have a fox, don't we? Is he still up there? Oh, like a taxidermy guy? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we have a fox. We have a taxidermy. I'll, I'll, I'll bring him over. Aw. Um, he can sit on the table and keep us company. You're <laughs> cute as shit. I I... Is it that guy directly? He's on top of this oh. cabinet. He's a, he's a red fox. There he is. I love I love watching like the videos of like people that have foxes as pets. I do too. Like, like I really I want have a one. Real hard time because I, I don't think it's okay. I don't think I don't think it's okay either. But then part of me is like, fuck. Like I really yeah. want to have that fox in my house. Cause they're cute as shit. Can I pet him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. He's so soft. Ooh, um, cool before cat. all this happens, I got to go to the. What is it? The Silmar Animal Learning Center? And it's just like a small sort of wild animal rescue thing, and they've got a bunch of foxes. And like there's a guy who worked there, and you could just go play with the foxes in their pens. And that seemed like the ideal thing. So yeah. they're not like a pet. They're not something farmed by weird Russian dudes. Yeah. But you still get to pet them. Yeah. So you got to hang out and pet foxes? I did not get to pet the foxes. Oh. I got to vicariously I, I live through. Fox and beer. No, it's at the Silmar Animal Learning Center, I think was the full name. This is really mesmerizing. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. I'm not even stoned. He's a good little fox. Aww. He's got a sweet little face, too. Though I also like the like bad taxidermy foxes. Like the really... No, I love bad taxidermy. Like the one that's sitting there on his chair all sad. <laughs> they look all crazed. There's one that they've turned into a gif. And actually, I think I used it when I was promoting your show. Oh, you did. And it's a was it horrifying <laughs> fox taxidermy that somebody has gone through and animated. And he's like flailing his arms and he's got this psychotic look on his face. Oh, it's, I love it. I, I, I've used that more than once, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so why are the foxes uh, here with the end of the world? Hmm. What's that part? Let's do the second half. I feel like it's timely. <laughs> well, duh. Well, yeah. I mean, you did ask me over a year ago, as we've established. Um, it's been a hard year. Yeah. It's been a lot. And, like, I definitely just didn't think about it too hard for a couple months. And then, like, the fucking Amazon rainforest caught on fire and Australia caught on fire and everything felt like it was... Oh, I forgot about Australia. Yeah, yeah. It felt like the end of the world and I just didn't... It was so big and, like... I don't know, nature is such a big part of my work, it didn't feel like something I could ignore. 
And so I definitely knew I was going with an apocalyptic theme. So when, so we're talking last fall then that you were making that decision. I was with the overarching like end of the world thing. So like way before we actually hit apocalypse. On I know soil. it just keeps going down. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're prophetic. I would not like plan an art show during the apocalypse. Like it's hard to focus and know what you're doing. It is. Yeah. Um, you have all this time. I know but you it's have hard so to much use time, it. but I, I don't know what I've been doing for like three, four months. I mean, obviously I've been doing a lot of drawing, but. For the first yeah. month of it, I didn't do any art. I couldn't. Yeah, definitely. Like I couldn't bring myself to focus on it. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the point in it. Like there was so much just negative uh, oppression surrounding the fact that we were, oh my God, this is actually happening. Yeah. And then like we're entering a global pandemic that uh, unlike we've seen for a hundred years, I I couldn't like art seemed pointless. It, it didn't seem pointless. And I was like really jealous of the people who were able to harness that time and like do beautiful things with it, like right away, but not something I could do. Yeah. It it took me about a month and a half to two months uh, until towards the end of April Mm-hmm. to really like shake it off and go fuck I have a show I need to work on yeah and you know and then the switch clicked and, and it was it was on mm-hmm. but you know what about for you like did at some point did it turn Ooh, it, for me it turned when it was like oh shit if I don't do this I'm gonna have to write a really embarrassing email saying <laughs> I'm so fucking sorry <laughs> but I don't know if I can do this so um yeah, the past we month. We would have understood. I know, but I just couldn't do that. Like, so the past month has been like 12-hour days of just sitting and doing tiny lines. Like, why am I not like big brush strokes, like abstract art that would make it easier for me to get done? Mm-hmm. No, it's really time-consuming. Yeah, you, you, you have an ability to do very minute uh, pen movements and, and create these amazing images uh, through what feels like a million lines in every inch. I wish there were a way to measure how many I've like made. There's gotta like be. every little tiny hatch. I feel like we could do that. I can't. A I programmer of some to. kind can. I, I feel like no. I have a friend with a microscope yeah. <laughs> who can make this and some patients. <laughs> we'll just get them really stoned and take a little microscopic corner of one of your pieces and say, okay, count, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So how long does it take you to do one piece? Obviously, size and detail being variants, but an idea. Um, Like, usually brainstorming and all of that will take the longest time. Do you sketch? I sketch terribly. Like, I, my sketchbooks are just, like, these tiny little scribbles, like, usually thumbnails. Sometimes I'll do two or three if I know I need to figure out an angle of a thing. Um, and then I just draw the pencils straight on the paper I'm going to use. And I'm fascinated by sketchbooks, so. I wish mine were better. Some people have really pretty sketchbooks. But oh, mine I are just, horrible, but I think that that's part of the fun is... It, it's about the process, not about how well executed the sketch is. Yeah, for sure, but... I don't know. Like, I feel like more planning would help me out sometimes. With this show especially, I had, like, a lot of issues. Like, I would start a piece 
and then there would be something horribly wrong with it and I'd have to start over. Like um, with one of the, the main pieces I did that has a lot of titties, um, I got that almost completely finished. I've got a whole other one that's in full color, um, like definitely very different, but the same concept, the same goddess, and it just didn't work and I had to start over. Like, so you scrapped it, it completely? Yeah. It's still like under a pile of papers on my desk, but hmm. it just didn't work. No. Yeah. Not enough titties. There were more titties, I think. What? How think... is that not better? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You might have hit too many titties because there's a lot of titties in that piece. <laughs> is, so there, like... is there a limit? Is there... <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's is there a, a titty threshold? <laughs> so, like, if you combine that one with the previous one, like, I've drawn a lot of nipples in the past two months, I guess. Yeah, that one's got, like, at least 20. Some of them are covered up. There's probably, like, 36. I'm insane. <laughs> you know, she, she knows exactly how many titties are on that piece. You see that? I have not counted. <laughs> She's like, there's not 36 nipples. Some of them are covered up, but there are 36 titties. <laughs> <laughs> What's that piece called? Don't ask me that. I have to write my inventory, and Wait, I'm not sure. What was that sure. piece called? I'm sorry, I didn't catch it. <laughs> don't ask me that. It's not, it's not that I don't know, but it's in my sketchbook, and I have to like figure out the exact wording. Like, mm. you know, there's a whole cadence, and just like it's got to be pretty. I'm being not prepared. Well, we'll get it there. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> the important thing is that the work is in front of us. It's actually sitting on a table uh, just a few feet away. And like I said, most of it, I'd say a good portion of it, because I think you've sent me like 10 pieces. I think I sent, yeah, maybe you've seen half. And, and there's a whole other group that I haven't seen, so yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to dig in. You dug in a little bit. Yeah, while you guys were getting grabbing beers, I, I dug through. I didn't expect this much, and they're all awesome. I don't doubt that. I kind of surprised you with a little bit at the end. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah. Leslie, I have to have Leslie come over because we collect your work. We love your work. Aww. And um, there's been shows where Leslie's working the bar, or not the bar, the, the, the thing, the and desk. somebody will come up and to buy one of your pieces, and she'll get pissed off. <laughs> so I have to make sure she gets to see the show before the public gets to see Collect it. Collect so a she preview. Can, she can get her, her piece. Right. Because we have, I think, three I don't want Leslie cutting anybody over. I, I can't feel Ben. Just saying. <laughs> I, like, I feel like it could happen. <laughs> she will. Like, we've had so many pieces come in that she's gotten, like, people have come up and, like, I want to buy this. And she'll look at it and, like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Jeremy, don't sell this. And, like, I have, we have rent. <laughs> <laughs> buy it or don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't buy shame. No, I'll, I'll, I'll give Leslie the preview. She can pick her own yeah. piece. <laughs> no discount. Double. Actually, I'll charge a double. So having had, I guess at this point, thirteen or so months to work on the show, mm -hmm. with some intervals of not being able to work on the show. Yeah. Um. How did it evolve? I mean, we talked about the, you know, the rainforest and what happened in Australia and, and like how that kind of took on some meaning in the show. How did it change after that? Um, I had a lot of pretty grandiose plans that 
it's not that they fell through, but like a lot, I had some other pieces planned that were a lot darker and actually dealing with the end of the world, like stuff actually happening that wasn't like destruction and things that were, it would be like the actual themes were strength through that destruction and things like that. But I just couldn't bring myself to actually draw those. Like they'll still happen at some point, but I wanted what I came up with to be more hopeful Mm. and to be, I think a lot of the pieces that I did are sort of after the end of the world after ah. things have gone to shit and so we're, like we're new stories emerge and yeah it's a definitely a rebirth yeah. like new mythologies based on the old ones and like yeah new beautiful things happening and like it's yeah, fun to cool. say like oh there's a lot of titties but also it's like a goddess feeding the right. world and yeah i didn't assume that they were arbitrary titties no, they're very important titties. I just want to keep <laughs> saying titties. I'm sure you realize that. V-I-T. <laughs> um, that's really cool. I, I, I'm, I'm now even more excited to look at the new pieces to kind of see which ones fit into which side of that. I think it'll be obvious. Like, yeah. yeah. Just through dimension alone. <laughs> the, the, the symbolism in your work is always very loose uh, as a viewer. Like there's 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 a character or a few characters and they're doing something, but it's really hard to tell. And I guess it depends on who you are and what your mood is, on whether or not it's malicious or <laughs> joyous. And I feel like you play the line on that really successfully. I don't know if it's intentional or not. I might be it's, making it up completely in my own head. It's super intentional. Okay. Like, I definitely want the viewer to be able to make up their own story and like I I try to deal with my characters and their expressions and everything in a way that it can be ambiguous and I don't know something for people to figure out on their own like I I definitely have my own stories in my head as I'm working with stuff but I don't want to let those out I guess I want to keep them to myself and let other people have their own experience with the piece yeah you don't you don't have a finite thing that you want to convey you have a finite thing that you're putting into it but what you're conveying is the ambiguity of it yeah kind of like you're intent you're putting intention into the piece Mm -hmm. but whatever i take from it is yeah and like with a lot of stuff i've done in the past and like i haven't fully decided with some of these pieces but i'll give it a much longer name and then shorten it down for the official name, and sometimes I won't ever tell anybody. Like, it's got a real name, and it's got the show name. Secret names? It, like, it's a weird magic thing again. Like, it's the power very much in, a magic the, in thing. the true yeah. name. And I like having that to myself, and sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'll share with my Instagram today. Like, this is the real name of this piece. And, hmm. That's that's really interesting. Uh, I've, I've never I've never thought about that aspect of naming a piece and, and having it actually have a uh, a secret and being a form of magic. Like you said, like the secret name. Like as soon as you said the secret name, like it's immediately what I thought uh-huh. about. I was like, holy <laughs> shit! She's fucking pulling magic with her art uh, in, in that way as well. Um, and this is stuff I've never talked about. Like it feels really weird to like 
even let this part of it out into the world. So that's usually kept very close to my chest. I feel weird. I feel like you're not giving much away, though. Like, like you're, yeah, you're, no, but... you're telling a story out of school, but we don't really know what school that is. We don't know where, 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 what you're doing there. <laughs> we don't know who your teachers are. <laughs> <laughs> who are your teachers? What, 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 uh, what inspiration? Like, you know... Like you have um, a very distinct style. Like, who, who inspired you? Um, well, I think probably the most obvious one is like Edward Gorey. Fuck yeah! Like, yeah. If I totally see that, and it's straight. Here's how awesome that is. I've never made that correlation before. Oh really? And I'm an insane fan of his. Uh-huh. But it also explains directly why I love your work so much. And but but your work is so not what he does in context. Yeah. That I've never put those two together. Oh, good. I have like a lot of anxiety about that one because I'll have people like comment on a piece that isn't Gory-esque at all. It's just like something I've actually done. It just has a lot of hatching in it and they'll say like, oh yeah, that's like Edward Gory. I'm like, oh, It could shit, also just mean I'm a moron and not very observant. I guess that's true. Okay. <laughs> I, might, I might be reading too much into it. But now that you say it, it's so obvious that like that is definitely an inspiration. Yeah. But it, 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 I, to your credit, I'm saying that I don't think it was obvious before you said it. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I never um, saw it. And I think it's more from a, a technique point of view because like the, the way he does hatching and there's a lot of just like not cross hatching. It's just like straight lines up and right. down or yeah. Um, but also content a little bit. I mean... He's got that whole macabre style. I can't talk. A um, couple beers. Apart from Edward. We're not going to have any less beers. No. So you might as well get used to it. Okay. <laughs> you just got to let it settle. Um, other, like, illustratory guys, like Maurice Sendak, for sure. That was um, a big influence on when I started coloring pieces, like the way that where the wild things are is colored. Like it's still very yeah. like intricate line work with just like almost treating it like a coloring book. Mm-hmm. And that's if like I fuck up a piece, it's almost always there. It's like I've done so much work with all the ink and then going in with watercolors. Shit. <laughs> watercolors over ink is a risky, risky proposition. Mm hmm. Like, but like, you got to just go all in. I don't yeah. know if you're going to do it. I only have one color piece for this show. What? Which is yeah. That's it. I'm canceling it. Only one. It's awesome, too. I don't <laughs> doubt it. I love it when you do color, but I love your black and white stuff uh, yeah. equally as well. Um, we have this piece here that I think we've now had this piece for two years. And it's a color piece that you, you did. And like I've had at least five or six different people like ready to buy it and not buy it. And I don't understand. Which might, one? You might be cursed. Maybe you cursed it. I'm not sure. The cockatrice. I really want that one to sell. I'm really happy with it. It's like, a really I good piece. I love it so much. And it's, it's strange because it, it pulls people in and they, and they, they were so close to pulling the trigger so many times. And then something changes their mind. And I'm just like, what is going on? Because we've had this piece for, like, like, I think you did it for the first Tiny Tears. Yeah. If, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think it was. 
So it's, it's, not been, it's now officially, actually, as, as of this last month, been two yeah. years that this piece is still here. I don't know. And I mean, I know the cockatrice isn't like the sexiest of monsters, but I just I thought it was- I love a cockatrice. And it's got <laughs> cock in it. Yeah. What else? Yeah, and we have the, the, the owl piece. I love the owl piece. With the owl piece, um, what was that for? I don't remember what the owl piece was I think was that was for. familiars. Yeah, that familiars? might have been it. I think okay. it was familiars. Okay. I love that piece because, like, it's just like, oh, fuck, she just painted a bunch of owls. And then when you dig in and you start looking, that's some when you... fucked up owls in there. No, there's, there's an owl. Owls. There's an owl in there. And he's got, like, a, a human body just hanging out of his mouth. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I've never noticed yeah. that. And there's, like, some with hands and some with, like, upside-down faces yeah. and I apparently eyes need to look at the owls a the, lot more often. The owls are not what they seem. Uh, it's is definitely that, is a piece Twin meant Peaks? to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's such a good piece. Yeah. And it's been sitting there on the fucking wall, and I don't understand why nobody will pull the I guess I'm going to have to pull the trigger. I'll just buy it. Yeah, you just buy it. I'll just take it home. <laughs> just put your goddamn money where your mouth is. Well, I can't do that. I own everything in the fucking gallery. Right. I know. I feel the same way. That's why I opened the gallery, so I wouldn't quit buying so much. At least we can look at it here for a while, but we can't take it home. You just got to get comfy here. You got couches and stuff. Oh, these couches, we've been comfy on many, many times. (laughs) (laughs) You got to remember, these couches were at Night Gallery before here. Were they? I don't remember the space well enough. That's amazing. Yeah, so I've been sleeping on these couches for over eight years. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're well acquainted. Yeah, that and the cabinets in the front room. Those are all from Night Gallery. And these these stands, we all picked that up. All Robert Brown made. When they were moving up north Uh and closing the gallery, we, we snagged everything. What's Cat been doing during the apocalypse? I don't think I'm terribly interesting. I think I'm doing the same stuff that like a lot of people are. I've got a sourdough starter. What? His, I've got a sourdough starter. What's that mean? Just making um, bread. I'm making bread. Okay. It's it's like a, a live. Isn't yeast. that called like an oven? It's a sourdough starter. No. <laughs> I really no. don't okay. understand. I'm not so I've dick. got an oven, obviously. <laughs> I'm not like baking bread on some coals. I've got the sourdough starter is basically like a, a natural yeast. Like it's you mix flour and water. I got mine from like a, a Facebook group. I know enough that it's like a friend. living thing. Yeah, right? it's a living thing. And you it's, can't just make it. You have to get it from somebody who's no, kept it alive. No, you can make it. You, oh, you can, can make it. It's basically just mixing flour and water and letting like the natural yeast that lives in the air and lives in the flour itself to bloom and grow. Okay. And you feed it. You feed it. Like I keep mine in the fridge because I haven't been baking much. You just put flour and water in it and like keep it alive. Mine is called David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Um, God damn it. <laughs> I am not how usually... Is, how is David's bread? He's all right. He's yeah. made me some really good breads. Yeah. What, um, do you, what, do you, what do you eat on those breads? Are you, are you like jelly, butter, sandwiches? Um, it depends on what I make. If I've added herbs and stuff, I'm just making it. I've, I've like done goat cheese and like raspberry oh, preserves. Now and you're talking. I like fancy fucking cheese. Oh, damn. Like, it's nice. <laughs> that, yeah, that's right up my alley. I, anytime you mix jam and goat cheese... Uh-huh. Like I'm in 100. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're making bread. Making bread. I've got what, a garden. What are you doing in the garden? Burying bodies. 
Um, Growing no, weed? I, I live in an apartment, so I just have like a little bit of outdoor space. Like I, I'm ground floor and it's like concrete outside, so I've got a lot of containers and one raised bed. I don't know. I've got tomatoes, I've got peppers, I've got passion fruit, a lot of herbs. I got How are the peppers? Hot? Uh, all my peppers have been eaten by rats. What? There's so the many rats, rats like hot peppers? They're not. I mean, they're bell peppers. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't know how hot they are because the rats have eaten never, them. That fuck those rats. I know. I know. I need to get traps and stuff, but you don't want to kill the rats. I'm. I'm about at that point. Yeah. Like they eat everything. They eat. They've eaten my early tomatoes. They've eaten my all my bell peppers. They climb on my passion fruit vine, and I think they eat the flowers. I'm not sure. I only have, like, two fruit coming up. Um, I'm a seasoned rat killer. Do you have tips? I do. Do you have traps? <laughs> I do. Okay. Um, my best tip for catching rats is you've got to get the old-school wooden pallet spring-loaded trap. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've seen glue traps, and those are awful. Like, I've tried to deal with those once, so, kibble. yes. Dog kibble? or cat kibble. Okay. And you hot glue it to the bait set. Like, right where the trap so is going to... So there's this little yeah. platform where you put the bait. This is not good pod- podcast material. Oh, no, it's great podcast material. It's terrible. I love this shit. <laughs> so before this, so for years, I've had problems with rats because we have massive vines and trees around our place, uh-huh. and... I killed probably a dozen rats a year for X years. Yes, I murder rats. It's a thing I do. Yeah. But it didn't stop them. You stopping it? No, you're fine. <laughs> um, until I found a podcast, not a podcast, but a video of somebody that took hot glue and glued the. So bait. they can't just. So grab they can't it. pull it off. Mm. Because that was always the thing, is they get the bait, like peanut butter cups and whatever. They just get the bait and run. They're smart. Rats are fucking smart. Mm-hmm. And they will outsmart most traps. And once I figured that out, man, it took me three months to completely decimate the rat population around my place. And now there's no more rats. All right. You don't feel like you're cheating? Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck those rats. <laughs> Dude, they would eat my paint tubes. Okay, this is a, this is a funny story, but it's also horrifying. They would eat my paint tubes because I, I have a giant trough. It's like a, a four-foot trough that's all my paint tubes. Mm-hmm. They would go through and bite through them and eat the paint. And I didn't understand until I would like pick up a tube and squeeze it, and it would come out the side on my hand. This is oil paints. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I started hunting, and I found this rainbow shits oh my goodness all over my studio <laughs> like like it was kind of pretty uh-huh but it cost me thousands and dollars in in paint oh man so immediately i went on full-on fucking murderous rage uh-huh. and was trying to do anything i could to kill every last one of these yeah. things um so yeah hot I mean, glue Aaron and, and i have a, a buddy donna who She's been a vegetarian for many years and stuff. She has like a, a Hyundai, whatever. She got a new car very recently. Apparently, like all the new cars from China have, like they're made with cornstarch or something weird in a lot of the important parts of the car. Tubes. 
Cornstarch. Uh, okay. I don't know. Not corn. Don't fucking so quote me it on like the thing. That rats. It it was completely eaten by rats. Like she just got like one little ding and then took it into the thing, and it was like everything had been eaten, just like by rats. Rats are and horrible. Uh, yeah. Like and <laughs> I even used to own a rat. They're so cute. I had, a, I, had a, I had a purple rat. <laughs> purple. Yep. He was. Uh, I used manic panic. If you remember oh. manic panic. Manic Panic, it was, it was the all-natural dye. Of course, I've used yeah. Manic Panic many times. So I had a purple rat named Boulders uh, because mm-hmm. he had giant balls that dragged behind him. <laughs> and he lived in my leather jacket because mm-hmm. I was a homeless punk rock kid. <clears throat> and I loved that rat. Um, and then one day we all dropped acid at a friend's house and I couldn't find my rat. And then we picked up the couch cushions and we found the rat. And then my friend Turkey tried to give him CPR and it was this really intense moment because we're all fucking frying balls. It's terrible. Um, but my friend Turkey was trying so hard oh, to bring Turkey. boulders back to life. And it, uh, it didn't work. So I'm not just a hater of rats. Was boulders an accident? Like, while you guys were hanging out, he got oh, like, totally. crushed on yeah, the like he, okay. he, he just it wasn't. He got out yeah, of the, the manic panic. He ate the manic panic and died. <laughs> No, it's all natural. It's nah, fine. He probably, he probably like, like my jacket was probably on the couch. Oil and got out of it and and ran under the couch cushions because he would oh, run all okay. over the place when I was at somebody's. I house. want to make an official statement: is yeah. that the uh, the Dark Art Emporium does not support the killing of rats or Fuck the rats. dying of rats. I don't. I don't That's our think po- I want official my position. To be about that's that's dead not rats. my official position. It's <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's. That's the other Jeremy's yeah. position. Well. I love rats. Unless they're being invasive and doing bad things, and then fuck rats. Sorry, not sorry. I'm gonna light Roaches trap on them the and hand. like release them up on the mountains by the Burbank. Yeah, they won't yeah. find their way down. No, <laughs> they <laughs> they're not smart or anything. By the way, like every time I kill a rat, if it makes you feel any better, I think of the secret of Nim, <laughs> and it makes me sad after I cheer. At least you're not experimenting on them. No, that's true. Like, that was their main... Yeah. Like, but the humans weren't doing it. They yeah. were doing it to themselves. Were they? Yeah. No, I thought it was, like, human experiments that... Oh, they, they first started the rats. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ever seen that it's movie, Rat Boy? What? It was like rat a, Boy. Oh, man. This is a movie, like... I love how mm-hmm. much we're talking about rats, though. Like, <laughs> rat Boy is amazing. It's like a... I think it's in the 80s. It's an 80s movie. This is guy... Yes, and the guy has a, 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 he's born, but he looks like a rat. Like he has a rat nose, a rat, all the rat things. Features. Terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. I saw little? it when I was a child. Um, you look it up, Rat Boy. Okay. It's just called Rat Boy. It's yeah, that, it's, it's called, it's, it's, it's just right. Rat Boy. All right, we're going to look it up, Rat Boy. <laughs> Watch Rat Boy. Let me know I'm not crazy. (laughs) I dreamed this movie. Man, nobody's seen it but you. No, it's one of those movies. Like I talk about it all the time. It's like the TV show Key West. Nobody's ever seen the movie, the TV show Key West. I fucking love the show. Is it like Miami Vice? No, he's like a he's a writer that moves to Key West to become like uh, Ernest Hemingway. No. And he writes for the local. He writes for the local Uh paper. Have you seen it? I have not. No, no. Leslie found Leslie found it for me for my birthday. She she went on 
eBay and bought like this is how big a deal this ripped is. DVDs Aww. of this TV show that nobody knows but me. And it's the same with Rat is Boy. Is this like nineties? Yeah, I think it was probably early nineties. Yeah. I was probably like thirteen. Wow. Hmm. If you want to borrow my DVDs, I got them now. Yeah, I don't know if I do. They're really shitty. <laughs> it's not a good show. Like Does I remember it like being stars? way better. Who's like, in it? Oh, oh, fuck, I can't read. Uh, J- Jennifer Hasselhoff. Tilly's in it. What? Yeah, Jennifer Tilly's in okay, it. Okay, I'm in. That's all it took. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer Tilly's in it. And we're talking early '90s Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, yeah. I'm so prime in. Jennifer Tilly. Not like weird hoodie like on a poker table. No. Yeah. No, this is good, Jennifer Tilly. Anyway, uh, sorry. That, that's not good, Jennifer Tilly. It's just took my, us on a totally weird Jennifer Tilly. Trant. Now we're talking about Jennifer Tilly and rats. See, this is what <laughs> happens when you keep drinking through a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Half. A podcast. Podcast. Yeah. We, we're prodding all of this out of ourselves. Oh, God damn. Prodding them rats. <laughs> so, now that that tangent's over... Let's get back to what we were saying. So, um, gardening. How did we go there? Yeah, gardening. And Rats. what else have you been doing to keep yourself? Oh, what have you been watching? Like, what, what's? Are you watching? Are you much of a TV person or a movie person? I mean, I wish that I were better. It's weird that it's been four months, and I'm like, what the fuck have I been watching? I've, I mean, I feel a lot of us are the same. Yeah. Like we, we, there hasn't been a lot of things of consequence that have come out because of the timing. Tiger Nobody King. wants to put out their big game. Yeah. Did you watch Tiger King? Everybody. I did watch Tiger King. Yeah. Um, I was excited about it at first. Now I'm over it. Well, yeah. Sorry, right. I. That was I, dumb. I do remember when I worked for the fucking magician in Branson. Like they randomly mention a, a Zanesville zoo thing in like Ohio where they a bunch of animals got out and they had to kill them all like that was something that was actually on my radar because this was a guy who had a lot of animal well my magician guy he had like just horses and birds and stuff but it was still like part of the community right he was you, you were um, one step removed from a yeah, tiger so person like, oh shit I kind of know about that like that's a thing I've heard about yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea that there were privately owned tigers in the United States until I saw that show. Oh, for sure. There's a big one, like, between where my parents live and Springfield, Missouri. It's um, kind of cool, like... See, I for, feel like it's all a Midwest thing. Like, yeah, yeah. it's very like, Midwest. Like, it's very I'm so country, East, or West Coast-centric guess, that yeah. I'm immune to like, knowing about Yeah, this growing show. up in Texas, I knew of them. Yeah, I, I don't doubt like, it. Like, it's... Horrible for you, like the you predators. Tigers, right? <laughs> yeah. I got one in my backyard. <laughs> like I wasn't okay with the tigers and lions. I don't know if they had tigers, but they definitely had lions at this this one drive-through safari. I really want to say bears oh my right now, but I, I'm gonna refrain. Wait, what? I really want to say bears oh my right now, but I'm gonna refrain because <laughs> yes. it's too obvious. But I um, just did, so there's that. There it is. I don't think they were bears. It doesn't matter. Um, I want a bear. But no, it was cool with all the uh, other animals, like the, yeah, I want to hug a bear. <laughs> Jeremy I, Cross is I'll right hug here. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not okay. It's COVID. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. No hugs. I miss hugs. I do too, right? Yeah. I miss hugging my friends. Me too. Eh. He's, he's not a hugger. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hug him. But other friends that are actual friends, I hug. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, as a hugger, mm-hmm. which we both are. I'm not generally, but I miss it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm always a hugger. 
I've always been a hugger. Probably to some people's lament, but like, whatever. No, it's good <laughs> if you're like a non-hugger and you meet somebody who really is, and it's like, oh, I don't have to feel awkward about this. I can just get, no, right. get a hug. Just overpowered by it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that that doesn't fly with everybody who's no, a non-hugger. No, for sure. No, I probably can't speak for the rest of the world. Like, I, I should know. probably ask permission before I hug people. But you I feel do like that's like the, the world thing. we live in now. Like you open your arms and it's like, wait I've, for them to do I've a thing. I've definitely had people shy. Yeah. From a hug. They do the... And then don't push it. And, and, and I'm like, oh, well, high five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on. But yeah. Yeah. I, I hugs, hugs are good. Like human contact. Like there's got to be a shitload of people just starved for human contact right yeah. now. Like I know that that's not important for everybody. Yeah. But, uh, you but know. But it's more important than open up like fucking retail stores and stuff. Sure. Like, that's a big thing, and it's not something that's, I don't know, really Should we, should we open on. up a uh, hug brothel? I, like... Like mandatory testing on the weekly? Kind of want to get, like, big hazmat suits and just, like, just hug spray them down with, yeah. I don't know, stuff between hugs. I can get into that. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little claustrophobic, so a hazmat suit sounds like hell, but <laughs> I would do it for the good hugs, for sure. All right. So... What is there anything to look forward to? And if there is, what is it? Cat Feldman's solo show this Saturday at the Dark Art Emporium. I was not <laughs> doing that. It's not what I was doing. <laughs> I'm saying, like, we were, I was talking with my wife about this earlier today. It's like, we have time to do things. We have all of this ability to move about the world and go places and see things, but no ability to do it because of the problems. Yeah. And it, it's really stifling. So it's like all the concerts are canceled. Um, you know, you, you can't go on vacation. What's there to look forward to? What are you looking for? Is there something that you have that is that carrot on the stick that keeps you going right now? I really don't. I mean, I've got some more work to do. I've got like another like group show coming up and like some commissions and things, but I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to travel or like do stuff and you're breaking me down, man. <laughs> so sorry, dude. But like I feel like it's an important part of the conversation cuz it's like like we we as humans yeah. need things to look forward to. We're constantly planning. We're, we're, we're always looking for the next thing, the next level, the next uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. So like, for us to have this lengthy stagnation, we have to create things for ourselves to look forward to. Yeah, but and I mean... What are they? Also, I mean, a big part for me of coming to terms with this whole quarantine and everything thing has been like meditation and like focusing on the now and not on what's coming forward oh that's cool so i don't know what to say what's gonna come up yeah so you were doing meditation yeah i mean initially it was struggling a lot um yeah. it was really hard for me and i was sad and confused and not sure what i was doing and meditation helps me really a lot to not struggle as much like it just to accept that this is where we are and 
I'm okay. Like it's. It seems very fine. pragmatic, and it makes perfect sense. I, it terrifies me. It does. Being alone with my thoughts. Have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I'm I'm fucked up too. I've got a lot of weird thoughts. It's just you kind of have to do it. And at the beginning, it's harder because you have to. What makes like, it harder? Well, at the beginning, it's harder because you have to confront all that, like the things that make you not want to be just quiet with yourself. Hmm. I guess. Shutting out the static and. Uh, yeah, and like I don't know if there's something wrong with my brain but it just like doesn't want to stop but you kind of have to calm it like a, a wild horse i don't know hmm. just like chill out break that brain break well, that brain i i mean i've always seen you as a very kind <coughs> and um slightly socially awkward person <laughs> but your kindness and your positive energy, not, not in any ethereal or weirdness uh, sense, just overpowered that every time. Like, I don't know. I, I, I've always seen you as just a really positive, nice person. So, you know, we all have our own darknesses that we have to face. And, and hmm. you know, we obviously don't show that to everybody that yeah. we meet. But that was always my perception. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I try real hard for that. I don't know. <coughs> Maybe I'll try meditation. I've been saying it for years. I have so many friends that do it and benefit from it. And it sounds like a great idea until you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, it definitely feels like I'm being just another one of those folks that's like, oh, I don't care about your actual problems. Just like meditate. It doesn't matter. But. I don't know. If it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't. That's fine. Like, I have used the whole Headspace app, which I think is still free for LA folks. That's a um, meditation app? Yes. Yep. And it's no guided. And so it helps me because my brain is always like firing a whole what lot. A fucking so it's weird somebody world. to just like say, like, this is the thing you're supposed to be doing. I don't hey, know. this ancient Eastern practice I know. that has helped people for millennia. <laughs> Here's a fucking app for that. <laughs> it works though. And yeah, I've done you use it. it. Yeah, I've used it. Yeah, it's I, I, he does. I know he does it too. Like I said, a lot of people I know do it. Um, and kudos to you for when you, you have know, making it work. Anxiety, like like I have, like crazy anxiety, like it totally, like chills you out. Like it gives you like that ten to fifteen minutes of just nothing. I think I bury. I I, I believe that everybody has anxiety, but I, I think I bury mine really well uh and and so i don't have to face it and um you know this may be like ooh, getting real but like uh meditation i feel like i have to face it for the first time and i'm fucking 44 years old like that's a lot of anxiety to take on at once <laughs> it's it's weird like you have to like you have to get over that hump of like how corny it is yeah, yeah like because like the first but... couple times i've done it like i feel like an asshole like, because <laughs> it's like no you know it's like that the calming voice like talking to you like now feel like your weight come off your shoulders and blah 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 like all this it's silly but when no. but it works like as as much as i fight it like mm. it if you actually 
<clears throat> dive in and do it, like it helps. Yeah. My son stumbled across a meditation video on YouTube, kids YouTube channel mm-hmm. called Cosmic Kids. And ever since he started, it's been two years since he found this. He will not go to sleep at night unless I play a Cosmic Kids meditation episode for him. So he meditates every night going to sleep. Uh And it's strange because he's the most hyperactive, malicious little shit I've ever (laughs) met in my entire life. I love him dearly. Yeah. And he's an awesome kid. But, like, it ain't helping him. (laughs) (laughs) It helps him go to sleep. It helps him go to sleep. It helps him go to sleep. Yeah, it does help him go to sleep. And maybe that because of who he is... Because he's really high strung, he's he's a lot like me. Uh, poor kid. Um, maybe that's uh, maybe that's good for him. But I mean, I use I use meditation to fall asleep too. Do you? Yeah. I have some anxiety with some of the sleep ones. Like I've got a couple that I'm okay with, but I'm always slightly scared that like as soon as my brain turns off, it's gonna be like, and now you have to. I don't know, do evil things. Like it's going to turn into something awful. Wow. Like it's just a, it's a random anxiety. That's not healthy at all. Yeah. But I like have we won't like look into that at all. two or three healthy, like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I trusted. I kind of want to make that. that no, one I don't like, that's why I don't, that's why I have to have this app. Like I tried to do random YouTube ones and it's like, no, I don't know if it's going to turn into something awful as soon as my brain shuts off and like, give me, I don't know. Like MK Ultra style, like uh, instructions to go. That's a kill level somebody. of paranoia that I'm kind of impressed by. I know it's it's <laughs> hiding in there. It's not it's not healthy. And I'm not saying that it's not founded in any kind of reality at all. It's just, damn, I would never have thought of it. I just had to bring it up. If I'm like recommending, I don't know, yeah. meditation apps, then like also there's this one like a couple of fears that I have. What do they call that? A sleeper cell. Yes. Turn yeah. you into a sleeper cell. Like somebody just has to say the right word, right. and then I like like farfuck Nugan, and you're like you're <laughs> killing somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you're and taking I'm a out a super assassin, which also feels kind of cool, but sure. I don't think I want that to happen. I don't. She's know. she's a black widow. Watch. <laughs> she's a Scarlett oh, Johansson. What's the other one? The the Red Sparrow. I haven't seen that yet. With um, Red Sparrow. I, I think that, that was Jennifer Lawrence. Ooh. I don't know. But that a reminds similar me thing, though. Right? Last, last thing, I'm going to tangent away from this yes, because do I it. wanted to ask you this. Are you a comic book nerd? Um, not super much, no. Then <laughs> what about the zine? Where did that desire to create a zine come from? I mean, I'm not... not and I'm not saying that the two are definitely correlated. I just, for me, one leads to the other. Yeah. But I mean, you, I mean, okay. Comic book nerd is specify as a very specific thing that's comic stupid. book appreciator but i appreciate that i didn't mean yeah, it to and be. i ha- no but like i don't I, I have an encyclopedic yeah. knowledge of comic books and like if i said like yeah i'm a comic book nerd then people would be like no you're not what happened you're at batman not. 435 yeah. no um i kind of i've always had some comic books in my life and it's always been sort of a thing and like the whole DIY aspect of like making your own little book thing is kind of cool fuck then what I don't know I had comic books growing up like, did you have I, a, a favorite as a as a kid or teenager um it was it was stuff that I randomly got in like free book boxes from like my parents friends and stuff like that so it was like 
didn't really have the resources to go to comic book shops and get my own stuff. I had like a few X-Men books that I was really into. X-Men And rad. like, it was awesome. And yeah. I always bought like X-Files comics. I was really into the X-Files. Uh, I never read an X-Files comic. Um, I don't actually have any memories of what they entailed, but yeah. it was just a thing that I liked. Like I loved the X-Files itself and like, yeah, so I got the comics. Um, and so that whole DIY thing has definitely infiltrated and I want to make my own stuff. I don't want to just self-publish a book. And now you've done a coloring book. A couple, yeah. Yeah. Is this your first scene? No, I've done a few. I don't know what technically makes it a zine, but I've done a few. You've done a few zines. Yeah. Okay. But the zine that you're releasing with this show is new. Yes. Okay. Brand new. All right. Well, that, well that's, that's, that's important. So, All brand new. All brand new. 20 new pieces, right? Probably. Probably? Around there. Around there. Circa? Circa. All right. We'll, we'll find out what they're all called. Maybe not their secret names. No. But we'll find out their public names tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, we're recording this on Tuesday. It's Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Time has yeah. no meaning right? anymore. Right? It's so fucking weird. But so by Wednesday, we should know the public names to all the works. By Thursday, our collectors that get our previews will see the works for the first time. And then on Saturday, you're going to be joining us for the Facebook Live reception of your works here in the gallery. I guess so. And then we'll release all of the stuff online. Yeah. Immediately thereafter or that day. And we get to drink with each other again. Yay. I mean, so, so, so terrible. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, I'm excited because I, I've uh, the last two Facebook lives that we've done. I, I, I've been a solo act, <laughs> and it's been like an hour and a half of improv, <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to having a partner during that. I am not prepared for it. Like <laughs> this has been one thing, but I don't know. Okay, yep. Yeah, it'll work out. Well, you great. know what? It'll be great. It'll be great. And and you know what? Even if you only talk 10% of my 90, you know, at least it helps. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, the, people are going to want to know what the pieces are and, 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 and what you put into them, and, uh, and they're going to be excited to hear your perspective, even if you're not willing to offer that much, even if you're, okay. you, even if you're just willing to give them a little taste yeah. of where it came from, maybe a, a word of its secret name. Maybe I'll just come and like um, dance like one of those wind sock puppets in a corner. That and could that's work all too. I've got I'm, for you. I'm all about that. Yeah, he just stands in the corner and laughs at me for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so I put links. Yeah, I he's doing some work. He do, he's, he's doing something other than laughing at me, but mostly he's just laughing at me, <laughs> which is fair. Well, Kat, I really want to thank you for being on the podcast with us and for doing this show with us and for keeping the show going amidst everything that's happened in the 13 months or so that have transpired since we agreed to do this together. It's been a lot. It's been a fucking weird <laughs> journey. Um, so thank you for, for, for fulfilling that and, and for bringing it to us. And um, her work is amazing if you don't know it. You should know it. You will know it. 
uh, take the time to dig in, not just into the show that we're presenting, but take the time All to dig into it. what she's done. Uh, cause it's really impressive. And, and it's not just that she, she's an amazing artist and, and a truly kind and, and wonderful person. Um, so get out there and buy her work, support her, follow her at stupid animals, at stupid animals on Instagram. Um, what's your I website? I don't have one at the What moment. the fuck you millennial I scum. I know it's terrible, <laughs> but like social media does the job and it does, I let some stuff expire. I've got an Etsy shop, which is a stupid animal shop. So your Etsy is, I don't know how Etsy works. Like, is it an at? Is it a hashtag? Um, I think stupid it's animal. like shop slash stupid animal shop. Okay. Or just search Google because that's easier and I don't know. Why stupid animals real quick? Um, Self-deprecation, for yeah. sure. Yeah, no. Like, I, I started out, I was like, everybody's drawing like really pretty fucking lions and shit. And I was like, I just want to draw the stupid ones. I want to draw walruses with big tusks and like lots of wrinkles. I don't Perfect. Know. <laughs> yeah. And I held on to it. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it, it's a great at. And, I, and, and the fact that you have I, the original. I own great. it. Yeah. I'm fucking stupid animals. That's rad. <laughs> it's me. Well, thank you, everybody who's been listening. Thank you to Kat Philbin. Thank you for having me. Fuck you, Jeremy Shot. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you had Sean. to apologize and make me sound horrible. <laughs> you couldn't have just thrown it back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm here. Uh, oh, somebody's had one too many beers. <laughs> All right, we got to go, but thank you for being here. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. <laughs>